is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, welcome everybody. Schaefer Baseball Report, Friday edition, April 7th, special day around uh, around the board here. And uh, we're going to start with one that's... Uh, First of all, we got Todd Freeman, Blast Motion here. Andrew, Shape, one tool on? Zyke, two tools Zyke, three tools Zyke, four tools Zyke. Everybody, it depends who you talk to. Um, his fiance says nothing about any tool, just so you know. <laughs> that. Just a tool. Yeah, just a tool. That's all. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. That's just it. a tool. We're blacked right. out for a reason. Um, we have uh, Andrew McCutcheon called for a blackout, meaning everybody that's Pittsburgh Pirate fan on their home opener today is going to wear black. That's great. Um, so we asked you guys to, to wear black. I mean, that's not right. everybody has jet black. Yep. Um, you know, I even got Pittsburgh colors. Yeah, that's we, we decked out the babe in black. We covered him up. He's in. Andrew's in. Todd's yep. in. That's right. Um, so we're uh, we're honoring the Pirates, who is now my official National League team. The official. Yeah, I got pressure from uh, from 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 Sharon Allen. Okay. Uh, uh, friends of ours, Bill and Sharon Allen, but Sharon Allen has, has grinded me down and she, she can't stand the, she calls them the stankies. <laughs> so, so I can root for the well, Yankees. I can root for the bucks. If they get to the world series together, then we're going to, was there I'm probably going to be in trouble again? Was there an official nationally team before that? Not really. Never, okay. Okay. never. Never. Okay. Yeah. Never. I mean, I, the only national teams I ever rooted for was whoever paid me. So, and that was the Dodgers. <laughs> That's a good um, you know, that other than that, that was, uh, there was no national teams. I mean, I, I, I was not a right. fan ever. That's right. Ever. I mean, I appreciated the players. That's right. You know, growing up. And you grew up there, so it's, a, it's easy. You probably Ryan, saw them a lot. You know, yeah. Nolan Ryan was there. You know, Buddy Harrelson, uh, I got, when I got inducted into the South County Hall of Fame, which is the eastern half of Long Island, yeah, um, sure. the athletes out there. Um, I'd been a Buddy Harrelson fan my whole life. He was the smallest shortstop ever, or one of them, you know, next to like Freddie Pottek. But if you go pound for pound, Harrelson might have weighed 140 pounds and played in the big leagues. He's the one that sure. Pete Rose pummeled right. second and <laughs> and annihilated after that. But uh, unfortunately, Buddy got got early uh, dementia and um, was not was not good towards the end. But he uh, he actually took me around. Um, he was my guy that day that I went in. And nice. Pretty cool. So that was so that, you know, there's certain things about the Mets, the Mets that I, you know, that I enjoyed along the way, but I never rooted for them to go anywhere. I mean, I actually went to the Mets Red Sox World Series game. Oh wow, that's I saw I saw the ball go through Buckner's legs. So the fan yeah. man, so the fan yeah. man come over center field with the big uh the parachute and land in the middle of the field. We were there for that one. I was there with my sister Tony Ann and Ron Darling was like the uh, you know, everybody he was, was like everybody's like, you know, man. Yeah. And uh she didn't watch the game. The whole time he was down in the pen, she kept screaming, run, run. We were like, you know, 150 rows up. Like he was like, Tony, and he's not going to hear you. I don't care. Run, run. So, that was, uh, so those, That's those, a good memory. Yeah. Yeah. Those, sure. are my, those are my good uh, good memories. Been to Braves games. Um, I don't know that I've gone to any other National League stadium. Really? I don't it, think I, I really. Washington? I you ever been there? Sorry, Nationals. Yeah, yeah that's, a, Nationals. that's a great place. Yeah. yeah. Went, went, yeah. went to the National Stadium. Um with uh with some of zach's buddies and, okay uh, yeah that was that was a nice stadium yeah, it is you know? that it's, is uh, it's amazing how they got that one downtown too oh yeah know? they they stuffed it in there that's right it's tough these days to not have a nice stadium you yeah. almost have to try to have a bad one well You're i mean not- if you, you think about it i mean it's uh they just keep yeah re-upping these stadiums that's right you know and they don't they don't last like but 20 years or something like that and they go yeah. And again, I, the money has to be there, so they continue to continue to build. Hundred percent. I mean, and that's it. I mean, now you look at it. Now you're looking at Tampa and Oakland are the only two that are probably looking to expire, or you know they need help yeah. from their cities. But other than that, well, Fenway, Fenway is still Fenway. Well, Fenway's different, yeah, but they I kind think, of yeah. you know they they you know, they do some modifications around. I think one of the greatest things they ever do is put the seats up on the wall. Up top. Yeah, that I was agree. cool. That was cool. That I was an interesting place. older. Wrigley's older too. Wrigley's yeah. older, yeah. yeah. Refurbished. So yeah, but they refurbished it, yeah. 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 But there's uh those are cool places yeah. to go to, man. It's 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 yeah. nostalgic. It's like going up, you ever been up to Greensboro, the old stadium the, in the Greensboro? Sure, sure. Yeah, but the old stadium, the not old the one. new stadium. Oh yeah, no, I don't think the War Memorial, I think it is. And it's, uh, it's still there. I or, believe it's still yeah. there because we played there a couple of years ago with with our right. travel team. But um 
you go in and the ceilings are really low. That's right. Bathrooms and the seats are tight. Like you can remember like how tiny people used to be compared to, <laughs> That's you know, you can watch the masters. Now you see Kepka oh and uh, Rom and oh my gosh, Sheffler, man. Sheffler, yeah. these are some beasts coming down the fairway. I, you look at everything. I mean, you look, you look at, go to a college baseball game and the guys are bigger, yeah. like the, the stronger. I mean, it's just amazing at the physical component to every sport. It's it different. Is. So to get back to the black, yeah, cause we kind of got, we got completely, you know, so Andrew McCutcheon who came up as a pirate, yep. then went elsewhere for a little bit, um, is back with Pittsburgh, uh, and the city loves him and he loves the city. I mean, apparently that's been his home forever and things like that. And so, you know, you don't see that very often anymore where, you know, uh, a player becomes an icon in a, in a city. You know, you got somebody like Trout, you know, obviously I can't think of, uh, you know, Jeter was that for a Maybe period Judge of time. Now. Yeah, I, I think there has to be more longevity than, right. than what he has to say that, you know. You never know where that's going to go. But there's not uh, – there's not very many um, players out there that that you know that can claim you know I've I've been here and done that for forever. Even though McCutcheon left, I mean right. these these people yeah. like you know our son came home, That's right. so he calls. It's pretty cool. So he calls for a blackout. So I ask you guys to do this. Right, he calls for a blackout in the stadium on opening day today at home in Pittsburgh, and it's um, you know. Everybody's going to be there dressed that way and done it. They, apparently, they did it once before in 2013 in the wild card playoff against Cincinnati, I believe, okay. and uh, they beat them. So, you know, it's not something you pull out of your pocket, you know, every year. Right. Right. You know, so listen, they're off to a good start. They've had some good young talent. Our, you know, our, our friends Bill and Sharon keep us updated on the talent that's coming that's right. through. And, uh, you know, you just wish that they could hold on to it a little bit right. longer. Right. You know, you know it's, um, I don't know. Who's your National League team? Well, I mean, again, growing up in Jersey, you know, it was the family was Yankees and Mets. Yeah. You know, I took the Yankees side. My brother took the Mets side. So um, I never really had a National League team to root for, yeah. um, you know. And and now, like, I look, I'm a more of a, a baseball fan in general. Like, even with the Yankees, you know, I'll root for them when they get to the playoffs. But right. I'm not dialed in every single game. I, right. I turn on LB Network, listen to Harold, and, and just – you know, kind of fo- focus on every game and, you know, but uh, if I were to say it, my national league team, just I go mean, ahead and say the Cardinals. I mean, we know it's, I mean, the, it's funny. The Cardinals just, I love St. Louis. Yeah. I think it's a great place. Great baseball town. Uh, lucky that to cover that territory in my current job. And I love going there. People are love baseball there. And so yeah, I would say the Cardinals. Yeah. I was, I was, I was Cardinals when Schilt was managing. Yeah. You know, then I would kind of, I would, you know, I was definitely pulling for them at that point when Michael Schilt was the manager. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had a little bit of, you know, we have, we have some, some deep roots with, uh, with the Wathens. So Dusty yeah, being the third base yeah. coach, you know, I'm always pulling for them. Yeah. Um, but the pressure from Sharon Allen, intense. <laughs> so no. Uh, <laughs> so right now, love Dusty, love Schilt, because Schilt's yeah. out with San Diego That's now. Right. That's right. Um, I don't think, is Michael on the field? I haven't talked. I mean, I texted him the other day because I heard Matt Williams I'm got sure. sick. Um, I think he has colon cancer. Um, oh wow, I didn't. Know yeah, that. Okay. and uh, so he was ill, and then so Michael Head was in the third base box during spring training, yeah. and then Matt came back, and then I guess you know there was some urgency to him taking time off and you know attacking this thing. Um, so I don't know if Michael's back in the uh, if he's back in there. Um, I thought he was bench coach, but he might be on. He might yeah. be in the third base box. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just text him. I don't even talk to base. We just text. Just say, hey, you know, yeah. Love you, thinking about you. You know, oh, November six is always a big day. That's when his mom passed. So, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, it's funny, man. That whole journey with us. I mean, <laughs> he was twelve years old. He was a wow. clubhouse kid. Followed I that. me. Yeah. Followed me everywhere. You know. So I guess we were two crappy players that liked each other. <laughs> <laughs> Like I can attach myself to that guy, not yeah. Ripken, not these other like that yeah. guy. He's not so good. I like him. I'll, I'll go his route. I like I like route. his New York accent. So that's today in Pittsburgh, good. Blackout Day. Um, today is also um, two two big days in my family. Uh, April seventh was the day I made my major league debut. Awesome, um, which was unbelievable. And I say this forever, Andrew Herbie said, if you could if you could bottle that up. And hand it out to everybody that loves the game, not likes the game, like generally loves the game. And that's everybody from the, from the fan to the announcer to the reporter, everybody that's been involved in the game and say, you know, take a sip of this. Yeah. You know, that's the best moonshine in the world. You'll never, you'll <laughs> never, 
you know, find anything better than that. Um, the chills of standing on the line on opening day, knowing that, you know, your whole life has been kind of focused on, uh, on, on accomplishing something like this, you know, and the, and knowing the odds. I mean, at that point, you're one of the best 800 in the world. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild to think about that when you put it into numbers, you know, it's not, Hey, got to the big leagues. Great. No, it was one of the best 800 in the world at that, at that period of time. I got to do it for five years, you know, five seasons. And, uh, it, it, it's wild, but the more important thing. So I'm, I'm always proud of that. I have that in my phone as an alert, you know, just pops up and I never really do anything with it. This year I did. Um, because two years ago, my grandson, Ethan, um, we knew before his birth date in March, it was coming in March of, uh, 21 was going to require open heart surgery right after birth. And, wow. uh, and it happened on the same day. It was my major league debut, April 7th. And he went through, you know, he underwent the surgery, endured it, and uh, he's doing great. Oh, that's great. You know, so that was, that was, you know, that was what I woke up to this morning. Not, hey, you know, good for me. I played in the big leagues, you know, right. you know, all that other stuff. And, uh, but, um, you know, to recognize like how humbling this world can be, this life can be, no matter what you do, man, anything can yeah. be taken away at any time. Yeah. I mean, you know, the term uh, bigger than baseball or bigger than, you know, certain things is, is important. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, the idea of all these kids that play youth mm -hmm. baseball, travel, high school, college, you know, the, such a small, small fraction, even sniff professional baseball, never mind the major leagues. So there's so sniff many more college baseball. college baseball. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, getting in, getting in at that level, um, you know, so we have to put everything in perspective, especially when you talk about stories like that yeah. with your grandson. So, hundred percent in the end, Andrew, how many times, I mean, the relationships that we've built this through you through USA baseball mm -hmm. along the way, it's crazy. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's it, when we're going through, we always talk about it, it's selfish, right? I mean, oh. we're, we're so focused on ourselves and to make sure we're eating right. We're training, right. We're playing with the right teams. We're doing everything we can so we can continuously advance. Yeah. And little do we know, like we're getting dripped on. Right. That's... And then it's over and it's done and you turn around and you go, wow, man, it's you know, crazy. I miss this guy. I miss being in a clubhouse. Miss it. Nobody says, you know, I mean, we all miss playing, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, and that's just how it's gonna it's gonna be. I mean, we're baseball players. That's it. We wanted to play the game as long as we possibly could. Um, and but in reality, it's funny how it's not funny. It's uh, it's just the way it's supposed to be. Like what you really accumulate in this thing. It's not awards. It's not oh, you know. It's 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 the relationships. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. the game. You know, while it's a big market, a you know, big circle, it's small. You know, and like you start when you get back into the game, you create and, and rekindle all these relationships. And that's the stuff that matters. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're playing, you know, high school, middle school, you know, you're, you don't remember certain games. You remember the teammates. Remember you remember, right. You remember the guys. Right. And that's yeah. the important part. Even I'm, I'm sure with big leagues, you know, I mean, yeah. you, I'm sure you remember the going out at night. You know? Well, I remember, probably remember that more. <laughs> well, I remember how bad I felt the next morning yes i don't know yeah. if i remember the nights <laughs> <laughs> i remember that's, that right. that's um, right yeah it's, yeah uh, Spe uh speaking of friendships relationships i see Jarrett brown uh just noticed Jarrett's a good friend of mine runs a great organization down in jacksonville Jarrett, what's fun. going on man? yeah great great guy yeah, yeah well we appreciate yeah. we appreciate him listening yeah. we have fun with us every week Jarrett. so hopefully uh <laughs> you uh you know you, you continue to, to tune in but you know, again, through even through the showcase side, it's, you know, I mean, now, I mean, I have a handful. I don't have a mass amount of friends right. in terms of the adults. I love the kids to death. I'm not a, you know, again, it's just how it is. You know, I mean, it's I just want to focus on the kids, the kids being kids, enjoying the experience, making them better. You know, yeah, you know, I, I you know, you're cordial. You do what you're supposed to do, you know, the families, you know, but overall, you know, I don't have... In 18 years of doing this, you know, I can say I got, oh, you know, friends and friends and friends and friends. Yeah. You know, your friends are made in the dugouts. That's right. You know, and then outside the fences a little bit, you know, but the majority of it is, you know, what you go out there and compete with or hang with or, uh, sure. you know, it's, I, 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 that's the biggest piece for me. It's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, the satisfaction of, let's say, five, 10 years down the road, that kid gets married, he's successful, and you had your hand in it. Right. I mean, that's more important than, you know, trying to, you know, teach him how to hit a backside fastball. Right. So I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It, it, you know, you say you have, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I had my hand in it because, you know, you know, 
family, friends, whatever, who's ever raising that kid, whether, you know, um, has the biggest, you just, we're along for the journey and hopefully right. we're being a positive in that journey. Um, so and we get to follow the other people's journeys, like LJ Newsom. I mean, his story coming up. Connor Griffin, we see him coming up. Sure, right? um, like Grant Solomon, you see that journey, like how how that. Well, his the bigger journeys are Jacob Cart, Justin French. Go to the um, go to Army, yeah, right? That's right. Go to West Point. Um, Evan Todd, mm-hmm. Doctor. You know, I mean, you, we can go down the list. You know. Uh, there's so many. Gavin Knight working, you know, in in Washington D.T. Washington D.T. <laughs> yeah, but did that, I that, stay out that, last night? Is that what this is? I don't think he remembers last night. Coach, you know, put him in. <laughs> you know, it. but I mean, if you go back, and I'd love to, I'd love to like track all that right. and find oh, out sure. how successful. You know, it's AJ James hit me in a bat with a, hit, hit me in the head with a bat, like full swing, took me right here, blew me up. Blood everywhere, out, ambulance gone, right? Giving him a lesson. Right. <laughs> he's a lawyer. Right. I wonder why. So I can't sue him because he's probably got a better defense than me. Um, yeah, I wonder why he's right. right. But, I mean, you, you can go down the list of, uh, you know, Brad Collins, successful in, in, in the business ventures that he's been in. Uh, uh, Sean, is, I mean, all these people. It's just, it's wild, man. It's, it's, it's wild to look at what baseball has done for them in, in terms of prep, pre- preparing right. them outside of the game i mean Great. it's nice we know you know Connor griffin's going to be a dude sure he's sure. probably going to be a first round pick sure um yep you know uh lj newsome story is just you know it's 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 wild i mean he's you know he just showed up in the building when they had no idea what he was now he's pitching in the big leagues yeah um amazing yeah. you know so that's the beauty of the game right no it, it is it yeah. is uh teaching lessons every day right outside of baseball yeah. or even yeah. with baseball you know it's just the idea of it Sure. We lose the experience mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, if you are not man enough to handle a loss or handle adversity, yeah. you know you don't belong in this game, no. man. Because it, it's it's going to beat you up as a player. It's going to beat you up as a coach. It's going to beat you up as a fan. You know? it, I tell you, I tell my nine year olds, it's funny. You know, they get upset by walking a kid or striking out i'm like do you realize you're gonna fail a lot more than you're successful in this game and you know even at this age you got to learn that way of hey listen i'm just gonna get to the next hitter let me get that next pitch you know and and so we teach them this young to understand that let's accept failure because it's gonna happen it's gonna happen a lot you know and the players who don't you can see it you know even you know the best stories are the human stories yeah that come out of any sport Right. I mean, those are the ones that 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 grab us and we you know, we generally uh, we generally feel from it. So outside of this past month has been is as far as my family goes, it's been it's it's been phenomenal. So um, and I'm going to I'm going to share this story. You know who Paul gives Paul pitched in the big leagues. Paul and I grew up on Long Island at the same time. We were competitors our whole lives, but not like enemies. We just competed. You know, he was from a different school, played on a different summer team. Um, you know, we went on careers in different directions out of high school, and then we end up, you know, facing each other in the big leagues. But we're always like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. You know, we didn't hang out. We didn't do any of those other things. Um, I have a grandson that's uh, that's 16 years old, very high on the spectrum, very high, function in school, great kid, um, and uh, knows that we're a baseball family, right? And has never really been a, you know, could say, hey, I'm part of the ba- I'm part of a baseball family, but I'm not a baseball player and um i called paul gibson senior um actually he's the second paul he's a junior the son is the third and uh we haven't spoken in i don't know since we played against each other in the 90s and uh connected like that started having a conversation so i got i got a you know i got a special request of that i said you know my grandson wants to come out and try out for the team and uh you know, if it doesn't work out as a player, you know, please, you know, consider talk to you. You know, would you consider talking to your son about keeping him around and maybe doing game changer or, right. you know, putting him in a uniform and, and making something really special for him? You know, um, I didn't get done finishing the sentence. And Paul Jr. said, done. Call the son. His son texts me within 
20 minutes of that conversation and said, love to have Aiden come out and try out. And, you know, we'll go from there. I promise you, you know, everything will be the way it's supposed to be, you know? And, uh, my sister calls days after that and says, Aiden came home with a uniform, you know, right. Unbelievable. Right. Sure. Couldn't, couldn't stop smiling. So I post the picture, right. Of him. How many baseball players in our world said, where's his belt? <laughs> That's great. Like, dude, I'm calling my sister. Like, you can't do that. You got to, you it's know, like, perfect. Go, go right now and buy him a belt. So she went and bought him a belt. Right. And, um, they move right into the season. I'm not thinking anything's, you know, like, I'm just happy that he's a part of the team. Cause he's a great kid. He's an yeah. amazing kid. He's awesome. six, three. Right. So he actually came down here for a week. So I could work out with him. Right. So we hit, we threw, caught. I don't know, you know, he knows the details of the game or whatever, but you know, yeah. he could catch a ball. Yeah. He could throw a ball. He swung the bat a little bit. And um my sister says he got a hit. Wow. His first at bat. Like I'm like, that's kid doing in the game. You know, like I really and she said, got a game. Oh, got to wow. hit his second at bat. Third at bat, games later, walked. Got two more hits. He's four for four with a walk. <laughs> but my point, so yeah, Gibson, so you're talking about the people part of it. Yeah. So Paul called his son, who is Paul the third. Paul and I text all that all, all that night back before we was a man and I was sitting on a deck drinking wine with texting back and forth. And then uh then 15 minutes after the game, he called. He he texted me and he said, Aiden got a hit. He texted me. Wow. Right? How crazy is that? Yeah. Like I am forever indebted to this guy, that's and thank you know I'm thankful that Aiden's producing. Yeah, you know I mean that's good, but you know he, it could have just been one shot, mm -hmm. you know, and Aiden didn't that's it. do whatever, but he gave him that one shot. And sometimes that's all you all you want. Well, listen, it's a it's the relationship component to it, you know. Paul yeah. probably you know had great conversation, obviously knows you, and and yeah. and it's it's a great story. I mean, then, and, and you're helping this kid. This kid's never going to forget this, yeah. right? I mean, it's just the the value in his life for this experience he's having this spring. It's going to go miles and miles. And it's awesome. You see the uh, the picture and, and and his face. I've never seen him so proud of himself. That's awesome. So really, uh, really something uh, something special. So that's that's the part that this whole thing ended up. You know, somebody like McCutcheon. As a human being, has the power to unite a whole city. Mm -hmm. Come show up, dress like one. You know, let's move on. You know, the people that we meet along the way. Um, you know, I still have friends. You still have friends. Yeah, I right. have more friends from college than I do from pro ball, though. Different, different environment, yeah. obviously. But um, you know, my my college guys are tighter. Yeah, I would say I would say that as well. I mean, high school too. I mean, I'm still great friends with kids that I played ball with when I was seven years old, you know, I mean, you don't lose that, you know, and to be able to keep those relationships is the hardest part throughout yeah. 40 years. Right. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's awesome. I mean, sports does so much more than just win and lose ball games, you know, for sure. Yeah. My, awesome. high, school, my high school friends are all, they were all, football players that played yeah. baseball i was a baseball player <laughs> right. that. me too <laughs> so, pretty much me too you yeah. know so they're all you know they're yeah. all, but you know it was you know the, be the beauty of that was back then they lifted all the time they trained correct so if i wanted to hang out i had to lift yeah and i was a scrawny dude so you know that you know that that was that was critical yeah you know it's a little different now it's it, <laughs> it's a little different i'm, I'm amazed man i mean I, I you know um we're talking about uh the wow factor the other day yeah. right yeah. um and John Ennis's son is on uh, one of the Wow Factors teams that's that 12 years old. Dude, there was a kid that looked like he was 16, 17 years old at that age. It blew me away. And he was athletic. And he was, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's like I said before with the college kids. I mean, I, maybe we're just looking through a different lens, you know, but I was 5'10", 180 pounds at, in college. I played at a Division One level. And, I mean, those kids, these kids now are all – Six one, six two. They all look two. good. They all look all yeah, not it's, good. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I definitely struck out a lot less than most of these guys, that's for sure. <laughs> like the Florida Gulf Coast yesterday, they got one kid on the team that's like six four, two thirty, just jacked. Yeah. I think he took three out yesterday, three home runs. Wow. Florida Gulf Coast hit ten home runs yesterday in two games. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they're yeah. they're legit. <laughs> they're yeah. legit. I think, yeah. they, I think they lead the nation. Yeah, they're what are they, eighteenth in the country, right? 
15, they're 15 in yeah. the country. They lead the country in home runs. Yeah. Their pitching's, I mean, they're average. I'd say average, but it's not a bad place to go to college. Their campus yeah. is right on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad place. Yeah. You can't live on the fastball. That's right. And you can't pitch behind. Too, too simple formula. Yeah. Especially to good hitting teams. Right. You know, sometimes you get away with it. That You're trying time. to minimize the damage, right. not accelerate the damage. You know and if you're throwing fastballs at teams like that all night long and you're living on the fastball, guess what? They're going to time you and yeah. you're going to get beat bad. I, I, I had a great conversation, you know, with uh, with Keith Glauber. Um the other day about pitchers throwing pitching backwards constantly nowadays. Right. And it's, it's true. I mean, yeah. why can't we get ahead with a fastball? Why can't we, you know, I understand, listen, we have scouting reports. We, you know, we have to follow those, but I think just the backwards way of throwing. These nobody's, days, nobody's going crazy. Out. You're right, Todd. And no, nobody's going out recruiting pitchability. All right. They're yeah. all going out recruiting velo and bodies. That's and right. it's ridiculous. You didn't yeah. tell me Scott Bankhead was that. No, right. you know, uh, you know, go down the road. I mean, the greatest pitcher in one of the greatest pitchers in the game, Maddox proves it. Wainwright mm-hmm. proves it. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, the proof is right there. Right. You know, like, you know, figure it out. So you got the guys that can carve. So when I call it like, hey, what's his velo? Well, he throws strikes. He pounds strikes. I sound like a Democrat, right? I don't give the direct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get shot again, man. <laughs> I gotta, every time I go out this door of the studio, I peek like this. Ooh, I, we okay? We okay? But, you know, I mean, it's it, it, they don't, you right. know, it, everybody that's coaching, not everybody, you know, I mean, they – there's a lot of guys that are coaching that don't deserve to be coaching because all they've done is lived in that Velo era. They have yeah. no understanding of what it means to pitch. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. And just the makeup, I mean, projectability, all that. I mean, listen, I understand velocity is extremely important. It no is. Doubt. I mean, it is, no doubt. but I mean, location, you know, how to pitch, you know, you know, you know, balls, like those things are the, you know, things that really matter on the mound. I mean, I, you know, and you can see it. Right, because you see guys with extreme velocity that can't get anybody out. Okay, so that's right. So when is when is velocity important? I understand. Okay, so we can say okay, these guys are standing behind, a, you know, and the kid's throwing hard, and everybody's like showing their gun, showing their gun. Right. He hasn't thrown a strike. Right. When's it? When's when's velocity important? When you can when you can dot it, or you can right. take a mask high with O two and and punch somebody out. I. You know, it's my because good hitters are going to figure it out. I don't like, think there's a perfect formula for that because right. there's going to be some guys who won't be able to throw hard. They can just carve. No, there's going to be more guys that can throw hard, right? That are at certain levels, right? So if you go into a power five, right. you're not finding. You may find a lefty carving up at 88, you know, something like that. You may find one guy that's sitting around 90 that has maybe good movement, three quarter slot guy. But overall, you're gonna have you're gonna have guys that are coming ninety plus, and they're chasing ninety fives, ninety eights, ninety nine. You know, yeah. and then as you start to fall down, then you'll see guys that can throw hard, but they have no clue where it's going. Right. And the guys that are, the guys that are leaving power fives are guys that don't throw strikes, and they go into the portal, sure. and then somebody gets all JoJo. Oh my God, we got a guy throwing ninety five. Well, why do he leave? Where is that? Right. You're throwing ninety five. You should be in the rotation Correct. somewhere. Or coming out of the pen. I, my biggest pet peeve on social media, and of course I live on social media, I, I watch it, and you have these pitching gu- gurus that show their kids throwing 90, 95, yeah. throwing a ball six feet over the backstop, and like no one throws a strike. And I'm like, why are you posting that? Yeah. I'm like, it, it's like, th- you know, if he throws 94, like th- have him throw a, you know, a seed down the middle. Like, you know, it's just funny. It's like, you know, it's just, it, but it, it's where we are. You know, yeah. and a college coach is going to love that. It's, you know? it's where that's... we are because the college coaches coming from a, a different generation, right? And they don't, and they want to, they want guys throwing med balls off the wall. They want guys doing this, doing band work and stuff like that. How about running? Right. How about running yeah. like they used to run? And they don't and do staying, that. Yeah. No, yeah. Man, I see nobody. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, like I like a lot of that stuff. I think arm strength, arm care is extremely important, and 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 you know, the lack of it is is visible especially at the high school level and and down so colleges do a good job of that but you're right i mean conditioning is like conditioning is everything it is you know i mean you know and that's why like you know i mean maybe you know pitchers in the 70s and 80s and 90s could go 120 pitches and throw eight nine innings i mean we're done with that if everything you do is max effort right to throw the ball as hard as you can you're gonna gas earlier 
That's right. Well, and, the, the, and there's a ton of overuse at an early age. Oh, so, 100%. There's so, a ton yeah. of overuse at the college level, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of noise about arm care uh, now, and it's important because, you know, you know, you go to these, and I'm a coach of a 9U team, and, you know, you triple SA, Top Gun, all these organizations, they do all of their arm management by, by innings, which is – it shouldn't be that way. Right. It should be by pitch, pitch right. count. You know, it should be, you know, so I, I follow the pitch, the MLB pitch smart. Yep. You know, if my kid throws. It's MLB 11, USA baseball. Yes. Pitch smart. Yes. Correct. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Apologize. You, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but I, I do my best and it's hard because, you know, we play four games in a weekend and I have yeah. 10 kids on my team that can pitch yeah. really eight, you know? And so, um, you know, a kid throws 11 pitches. He ain't pulling next day. You know, that's it. He ain't throwing. You throw 11 pitches, you're not throwing the next day. You know, if you throw 30 some pitches, you're sit, you, you know, you got to wait two days, you know, I mean, and so, but I, I'm not going to name names, but we're playing against teams and nine years old and these kids are throwing 80, 90, 100, you know, and right. I get it. Oh, and dude, I, and I get so, it. Look, listen, I, I've had to listen. You get, I, you, you get well, that part? Well, no, 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 no. I don't get it. But yeah. the problem is the way that this is all set up. It's yeah. like, you know, so, I mean, listen, can a nine-year-old throw 65, 70 pitches? Yes, of yeah, course he can. Sure. Right. Especially when he's dealing. I, I have I have kids that, you know, have good mechanics. They're not stressing out their arms. They're throwing strikes. They can throw 60, 70, 75 pitches, but they're not throwing for six days. That's a fact. Yeah. You know, but you see a lot of abuse and and it, it we need to get better at that as coaches at the youth level for sure. Yeah, but it's we're in an unregulated correct. That's it. You know, and there's everybody runs a tournament. Everybody does this. There's coaches out there that have zero experience that don't know what to do. There's coaches out there that feel the pressure from behind the fence from the parents. Like we better win or I'm leaving, right. taking my kids. So they go ahead and they burn somebody out. Yeah. Um, I, we see it at the highest level. I see it in high school. I see it in college. They yeah. do the same thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's Jodo. I mean, they, the whole experience, everybody's chasing opportunity. Right. Right. Everybody wants to go to college. Everybody wants, you know, everybody wants a scholarship. That doesn't just happen. We know that. You and I know that. Andrew knows that very well. There has to be more to it than just thinking that you're going to, you know, walk into a college and, and, and get a job. But the, um, the idea that OW means more to some people than somebody's arm. That's right. Is yeah. unreal. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's sickening. If you can't, if you're a coach, right, you're a developer and you can't walk away with an L because you did the right thing yeah. overall for somebody, then get out, dude. Yeah. But we have nobody to tell them to get out. They'll pop up. There's this tool up in New Jersey, this AJ dude, that's uh that, you know, is just a, an abuser and a beast on kids and stuff like that. They tell him to get out. He finds another place. He gets bumped one place. He finds another place. He just keeps like, right. he's, he's like a cockroach, man. You can't kill a guy. And, uh, and he keeps showing up, but he keeps doing damage and he keeps doing bad things for the game. And that's the other thing. It's not just not just the arms. It's overall, it's bad for the game because it takes the joy away from these kids. I mean, you know, you know you've been through it. I've, you know, I've watched you. I know Mason. I know, you know, I know how important it is to him to play, but I also know you know how important it is for these guys to have a good time. Yeah. And in between games, these kids don't care if they won or they lost. Mm -hmm. They're climbing jungle gyms. They're oh, wrestling with each, with, with each other. And go shit. back to our point, they're that's not going to remember what their record was at 9-0. and But some guy that's standing by the water fountain on Monday and, hey, how'd your team do this weekend? Oh, jeez, man, we blew it. You know, my nine-year-old just couldn't freaking, you know. And dropped in the rankings. Yeah, we dropped. Yeah, we dropped. Yeah, we're now, we were nationally ranked, and now we're like, you know, we're, we're out of it, you know. And, yeah, you know, it's well. It's usually the parents, right? And I'm lucky. I have really good parents on my team, and and but uh, but you're right. I mean, I tell the kids all the time. You know, we play. We want to play the better competition. Right. I don't care about plastic rings. Like yeah. if if I if I'm worrying about a a, a plastic ring, you know, you're not going to remember this. You know, a year from now, never mind five years from now, right? So I mean, like the idea is that you know you want to be able to remember your teammates and you want to remember the time that we went to Myrtle beach and had fun and, and played in the tournament. Like those are the things you're going to remember, you know, not winning a, a top gun or a U triple SA tournament. I mean, that's the fact. No doubt about it. We, and, we, and people will say with the, with Pittsmart stuff, Hey, USA baseball should govern and guide right. the, the youth with everything. But mm -hmm. it's like, do you realize how much of a team that would take to, yeah. to govern every single coach and, 
it, it takes it's more than a snap of the fingers. That's for sure. Oh, dude! So, every weekend, how many kids were on the mound across the country tens from of from from six for seven eight years old? Uh, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean, you know, is there an alarm that goes on on game changer that says as you're keeping okay. Take him out. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so the one the one part about that that I don't necessarily agree with, because um, we run into it when we're at the NTIS, is I got to pull the kid out in the middle of a hitter, because I need him to throw in two days hmm. for reasons other than what, whether we you know he's one of our better arms, we want to go ahead and win the tournament, or they're going to want to see him again in two days, you know, and we're not going to we're not going to blow this kid up because the 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 task force. And the coaches for our national teams want to see this kid throw one more time. And we're not going to throw him out there if he goes. So if it's a 35-pitch limit, I think it's 35 on one day and come back the next day. Yeah, somewhere. And, you know, we're, we're clicking. They're clicking. Sometimes we're off by one or two. I got to – every inning I got to go, what, what's his number? What's his number? Yeah, that's – You know, I mean, that part. So if it's like, okay, Chief, he's at X. Okay, last hitter, period, last hitter. And then also, you know, it's it just because we make we got to make decisions. Do we burn this kid up, or you know, do we burn him into two or three days rest, or do we get him out because you know we think he's got a chance of of showing well again and you know being selected to the forty man or the uh, national development program? Sure. So it's yeah, it's it, you're right. I mean, I would hate. I hate. I don't ever do it. I don't take. I let kids finish AV yeah. uh, pitching for sure because you know just a. Yeah, you know the optics of it, and if listen, if you're going over one pitch, like 75 is typically our max, hundred percent. Like usually, most of my kids are well under that. But if a kid gets close, like we'll, I'll let him finish an AB, and yeah. then he's out and he's done. But I mean, yeah, no, at 100, percent it's it's you have to manage it though. That's where we're at. We're at at a, at a point where we have to make sure that we're protecting these kids. Well, you, you U.S. hockey, U.S. soccer, um, they're all extremely reg. Uh, regulated right baseball is such a rogue sport like you're not happy today you're gonna go start another team you could be the biggest tool like that guy up in new jersey right, right. i mean uh you'd be the biggest tool on earth and you're gonna go find another team another group of kids you're gonna go poach you're gonna do whatever sure and you're gonna keep being a cancer in the game I don't know how we do it. I mean, I, I don't know how it can be done. I mean, I think with pit, Pitch Smart, there should be some sort of third-party governing body that should be, hey, you're paying your fees into U-Trip, Top Gun, yeah. USA Baseball. Some yeah. of those fees goes to this organization. They have proof that you've had this kid at 120 pitches in a day. That coach is banned from the league. I mean, that's simple. I, lo- yeah. I mean, it's funny. I know you were joking, but I like the Game Changer. Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I think yeah. if Game Changer had like a – like, cause they know exactly what the kid yeah. pitched last week or this, you know, like, yeah. all right, kids at 65 pitches, this is his last batter, yeah. something like that. You know, yeah, these or, coaches aren't, these coaches right. aren't looking in the stands asking. Right. I mean, I, I, yeah, this is, you know, this is obviously a, you know, we're thinking outside the box, but, um, but that's not a bad that's idea. That's where genius lives. Well, you see what's above <laughs> okay. him. You see what's above him. That's a light bulb. <laughs> this is where genius <laughs> lives, man. It just and went it's going to happen tomorrow. And we said, I told you so. We should have. <laughs> we got to patent this. Let's go. We got to get AI. We got to get AI involved. That's in, right. Uh, you know, you are at 40 pitches. Yep. You'll be okay. Ice your arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's, 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 it's too funny. It's, it's, no, I mean, honestly, that, that's, I, mean, I don't think I know you're joking again, but I don't think like you're far off with that. It's like, no, I'm there's got to be some sort of like format. Hey, okay. We see that this kid pitched 60 pitches. You see it in Game Changer. That kid gets an email saying, hey, this is your recovery steps. I it's mean, not it. It's so every, not... Everybody has to have a mandatory Game Changer. It's yeah. not like I haven't. Right. Like, it's no, not like you... I haven't never thought. Like, it's the same thing. It's like Everywhere. that guy across the way is going to burn this kid out because, he's first of all, he's beating us, right? He's right. doing great. Right. But you're going to ruin this kid. Yeah. It's not like, hey, you're beating us. It's like, this is a good arm, dude. Yeah. You're going to ruin it. So make it mandatory that every organization, there has to be somebody that – that manages game changer. If that's what they choose, it could be a different, you know, format or whatever, or a different uh, technology that, that that keeps score for them. But that's okay, right. you're automatic. Okay, as soon as this alarm goes off, needs to be alerted. Boom, I agree. and then that can then it can be then it can be tracked. And so okay, hey, because I ask all the time. I mean, sixty is usually our number. Yeah, you know. Now, if you see a big strong guy like Sam Johnson, you know that we had Stretch that. It out a little bit. You know, I mean, Sam is this. Are you late? He's like, dude. You know, not a chance. He's pounding the zone. He's down in the zone. He's not missing. You know, he's not all over the place. He's not pitching behind. Like, okay, 
you know, you got 10 more, you know, you, you know, you watched him work, you know, he's in here training, he's lifting his legs, he's doing everything like, okay, he's different than everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's not completely cookie cutter. Right. But there has to be a, there has to be a margin in there. Oh, listen, their kids are different. I mean, Sam's a big kid. You would think Sam would be able to get up to a higher number, you know, cause he's so strong and, you know, athletic. Um, but there's, listen, there's kids who probably can't throw 50 pitches. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. there's kids who, you know, and so you have to be able to manage everyone differently. Uh, one hundred percent. You have those one ending kids. Yeah. After an inning, they but, they can't do anything. Last thing on it, but really the, the the thing I said is a problem with with the with with tournaments. You know whether it's perfect game, Top Gun, you Triple S A. You know, is that you know most teams, youth teams, only have ten, maybe eleven kids on the team, yep. mm -hmm. right? So what happens if you play four games in a weekend? Yeah. What, now I'm not saying. You know that we, but, Before, but I was, you could play. You could play five. Well, well, I was so we got to the point where we we had to play three games on a Sunday to be able mm -hmm. to get to the final, and we won the first game. And then the second game, I was like, if we win this game, I may forfeit. Yeah, because I'm not bringing kids back back to back right. days right. unless they were under, you know, whatever it was thirteen pitches or eleven pitches, yeah. something like that. Um, you know, and so I would, and I told yeah. my parents that I was like, if we get to a point where. You know, I'm gonna. I'm just letting y'all know we're yeah. we're gonna forfeit yeah. because I'm not. You know, pounding kids out there to, again. You know. No, it's pretty you're smart. Yeah. No, and I, here's the thing, USA Baseball. I mean, yeah, we work with USA Baseball. They have a lot in place: coaches certification, safe sport, qualify, uh, pitch smart. You name it. They have this whole slew of things to follow. There's just not a a governing body within that can right no govern all this. So, I mean, no, I, I, think that I mean, we the are, you, USA Baseball is the governing body of amateur right. sports. It's just, you know, you don't have to go through USA Baseball to get a to get sanctioned to have a tournament business, right? You Triple S A didn't have to go through no. USA Baseball. Nope. Top Gun didn't have to. Go nope. through, I mean, and they're all over the country, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. So you, you know, you you they and USA Baseball puts out great information on their website. Yep. There's great information there. So, you know, you're asked to go to it. There's no membership fee to be involved. Like, everybody should pay $25. You have a team, I don't care, $25, $50 goes to USA Baseball. And allow them to build the program because if it's going to happen. You know, people don't realize, you know, they, they, they'll they say USA Baseball, you know, early on. Not so much now. We used to hear really early on, it's a money grab, it's a money grab. No, it's not, dude. How do you, how do you think the, the team with the WBC got put together? I mean that's USA baseball, and then that 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 stacks all over down. How do you think we go and win national championships? I mean international championships, um, because we have to fund all these things. We got to develop these kids. We got to send out scouts to do it. We got to hold tournaments. We got to hold they, events. They have informational videos they make on USA baseball, coaches certification. There's so much that people True. don't see. Right. But they don't. You, my point being is, you know, USA baseball, as far as the headquarters up there, needs a bigger bandwidth. And it's and it takes resources to do it. So you know you want the governing body. You know we we pay to the clearinghouse right, right. in recruiting. You pay them a certain amount of certain amount of money. Um, you know we we you know you always pay these fees into certain things, but nobody knows where they're going. That's right. I would say that's a, that's a another light went on. Another great idea. Dude, I just look great. I, no, maybe I am. My wife says I am every day. So. If, <laughs> but if you take like, you know, all of these tournaments, the perfect games, the PBRs, the Top Gun, USA, and they have to get, you know, some type of a fee towards right. USA Baseball. And let's say like every single team in travel right. baseball, if they pay $25, which is pennies for every player. I mean, that's that's not a bad idea. No, it's not. But here's, here's the issue, right? Perfect game thinks they're bigger than USA Baseball. Yeah, I mean, they do, and you know yeah. why? And what's 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 most important in perfect game? Dollars, right? They yeah. they don't care about it. What's most important? All these big organizations running all these teams. Sure, I mean, go uh, across they're, the board. They're businesses, yeah, hundred percent. It's all about money, yeah. right? I mean, it's it, it comes down to it. It's it's all about money. So, you know, you have a you have an organization like USA Baseball. It's a nonprofit organization. Why not feed the animal? Right. Why not feed that and let us take care of everybody else? But, you know, Perfect Game couldn't stand to have that right. attached. PBR, I don't know what PBR's um, uh, affiliation is to, you know, USC, but everybody should be involved. I mean, realistically. And, you know, and, and all of the all of amateur sports should be set up similar to the Major League Baseball, and there should be scouts and advocates yep. at every single level to help these kids go to the next level because you want to make the game healthier on the next level. Correct. 
you know, you know, you better have the right people taking the right pieces and putting them in the right place. You know, well, if we, if we want to have kids keep coming back and that's the goal, right. Of youth, youth sports is, is hopefully they come back next season and play, right. The numbers, right. Numbers are, are power. And, you know, so if we can create an environment that's, you know, that these kids want to come back every single year and the sport just gets stronger and stronger. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent because there's so many other options out there, you know, whether it's through, you know, you know, you know, AI or, or video games or, you know, or, you know, other sports. I mean, there's so many other things to do. Um, we want to make sure that these kids are coming back to and playing this great sport. I mean, so yeah. I'm all for whatever. Uh, it's all retention. You know, you know, I mean, we, Again, we this we talked about a lot of positives today too, but there's yeah. so many. I mean, there's there's very little gray matter in our game, right? It's either really good or really ugly. So now, what's happened with college baseball and the portal is exactly what's going yeah. on in youth baseball. It's just trickled up. It's not trickled down. Correct. So all these kids could go like, I'm done. I'm going to go play for another team, and they yeah. take you right away, and it's free reign. There's no penalty to like, you know what? You made the choice and it, you know, it's, it's, it's parenting too. Like, you know, sure. really you, you can't let your kid handle a little bit of adversity. You can't let your kid sit on the bench. I can't tell you how many, you know, growing up. I mean, I, I, one of, one of the clearest visions of my life is it was an all-star game and I, and I got picked for the all-star game and I never got to play. And I cried. I cried the whole time, you know? Right. And my mother's like, suck it up, dude. Yeah. You know, like, you know, well, you made the all-star team. That's good. Yeah, I wanted to play. Well, you didn't, you weren't good enough to play, but you were good enough to make it. So, you know, what's next? I mean, there was a great song in the 1980s. When the going gets tough, the tough get yeah. going. Who was that? That was uh, Jeff Schaefer. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Ocean. Uh, <laughs> Ocean. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. Yeah, Billy Ocean. Frank Ocean? <laughs> Frank Ocean. No, Billy Ocean. Ocean 11. Look at that. Ocean you can play 11. the Ocean game. Like, no, but you're doing the pen. Pick a, pick a word. You got to say your name, say your name. That's... <laughs> But it's true. I mean, yeah. like that that doesn't pertain to much of anything anymore. When the going gets tough, quit. No, the parents know, are the first to hook them, man. Yeah, parents, are the, parents, you know, I, yeah. I say that, you know, we joke, but somebody told us the best team to ever coach in the world would be an orphanage. Right. No parents, no nothing. You just take them in, you go. Okay. On top of it is that, you know, we you know, we take our kids up to uh, to um, big league camp. Mm -hmm. No parents allowed. You, know, you can come watch the game and practice, but you can't be around, you know, after that. You can't, you know, we got them for, you know, for two days and it's just baseball and fun and kids being kids and, you That's know, awesome. team building and canoe races and tug of wars. Playing and football like 11 o'clock at night on the turf field. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's, That's uh, fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they had a heck of a wiffle ball game going oh out there God. last year, man. That was, you know, <laughs> started like in the cages taking BP. Next thing you know, they're playing wiffle ball outside. Yeah. And it was, That's all right. Yeah. yeah oh, it's fun. Uh, it was, it was definitely, uh, yeah. It was definitely special, and, and they'll remember that more than a game at, at you know, yeah. Lake Point last year. Don't worry about yeah. any of that. I, I mean, yeah. I can't remember. I, yeah. I honestly, I honestly can't tell you my statistics in college. I can right. only tell you I, there's certain statistics that I do remember. I remember hitting 304 in San Antonio one year because it was the only year that I hit over 300. Right. That was it. Um, you know, I can tell you that I thought I was a good player, that I could field, I could throw, I could run, you know, I was a grinder at the plate. I wasn't a great hitter, but I was a grinder at the plate. Like, I don't know, you know, yeah. my statistics. I know I hit two home runs because that's easy to remember. Right. right. <laughs> In the big leagues, you know. Well, those are special. Sure. I mean, yeah, you know, for sure. And, uh, but I, even today, I mean, I need an alert to go off on my phone to tell me that this is the day that I debuted. But it wasn't, I didn't need an alert to tell me that this is the day my grandson had open heart surgery. Correct. Yeah. You know, I didn't even, it didn't even parallel till this year that that was, you know, that was, that was, um, you know, the, the, the same date. Right. No, man, I just, you know, we, we love this game, right? That's right. And it keeps changing on us. And it, you know, it's, uh, you know, my, my analogy sometimes are really stupid. And my <laughs> wife tells me that all the time, but it's like, you know, you finally get a date with the hot chick. Yeah. And then she's, she goes out with you a couple of times and then she doesn't reach back out to you. So you keep fighting a little bit, fighting a little bit. And then all of a sudden you get another one, you know, you get it, but you never get the long term, you know, like, I'm in, man. I got one at home. Love you, yes. babe. I love yes. you, Amanda. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, but it's, I mean, we did, we, we chase something that we can't really, right. like we talked earlier, it's a game of failure, right? Who that's chases right. failure? Baseball people. Yeah, man. that's it. Really. We chase failure, man. You know? It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't change. I mean, it's not going to change. This, this game is not easy. It's not getting easier, you know? And so, uh, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's what makes it great. Yeah. At the end of the day. So yeah. much, so much. I don't know. It's, it, it's, we find the fun in the bad. 
you know, we find <laughs> the fun in the failure. Right. And we keep uh, we keep going it. So we were talking about the recruiting a little bit, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done a lot of we've done a lot of talking. You know, in terms about that, it's just I'm I'm just I'm I'm amazed how many people don't understand the path. Yeah. You know, and what's there, and I'm and I'm amazed. I'm amazed with the lower level of recruiting coordinators also that send people out to look at players and miss. I see more miss at the college level on high school kids. Mm. Obviously there's a huge miss in the portal to me, right? You're in the portal. You don't get enough time to see the portal has been based on video. Like them. Let's go talk to them. Let's go get Mm -hmm. them. Let's see if we can get here, but you never see the complete package, right? The greatest tools in recruiting our connectivity with people that have seen the player for a period of time that have some type of pedigree. That's right. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, not just some guy that has a bunch of teens and he wants to like put it on his website to say, Oh, this kid's going here and there. And the next thing you know, they're out. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously, you know, since COVID and the portal, it really, um, you know, it's changed the whole dynamic of recruiting, uh, you know, and I think we, Shafe, you and I and Andrew, we can agree that, you know, it's been become harder on the high school kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not to say that this is wrong, but because these coaches in college want to win, they want to win yeah. right away. Uh, they, they need to win to keep their jobs to, to, for longevity. So they want to get the kids that can come in right away and play. So if they see a kid, you know, if you're a mid-major school, right. And you see a SEC player hop in the portal with two, three years left. I mean, I, I don't like it. I don't think, I mean, I wish they would go after more high school kids, but I understand why they're doing that, you know? And, you know, so something has to change at some point uh, because there's so many kids in the high school uh, that are getting missed. I mean, completely getting whiffed. Um, And there's kids that are going to schools that are like, who should be going to frankly better, you know, athletic schools Mm -hmm. because they're settling because that's what they have to do. Um, You know, and the worst part about the portal, uh, you know, frankly, is that it's it, every school is a junior college. Every yep. single school is a junior exactly college. Right. You can go to a division three school and say to yourself, well, I'll go here for a year and then go in the portal. Yep. And then if they have, you know, and which is a shame, you know, uh, for me, when I, you know, I went, to, I went to Winthrop, you know, from New Jersey, I, I committed, I had a, a good freshman year, struggled sophomore year. And I, and I was, I wanted to transfer. I wanted to, you know, go closer to New Jersey. I wanted to stay home. My dad's like, you committed four years, son. You're staying there. He goes, you, you go, I ain't paying for your school. It, you know, it, it wakes you up a little bit. Sure. And like, you know, so a four-year commit should be a four-year commit, you know, yeah. obviously junior college is different, but I'm, it just, I wish we had a little bit better help from that portal. Yeah. Cause the portal it hurts the high school kid big time. COVID hurt. Then yeah. the portal jumps in right on top of COVID. I mean, you know, we got 26-year-old guys playing college baseball. Yeah. Should be getting released from AA or starting their, their professional career yeah. or a couple of years into That's their right. pe- professional careers. Um, you know, so, yeah, the dynamics of the game. And you're right. You know, you 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 need help if you're a high school guy. You're going you're gonna to need help. You're going to need something that's going to get you. Because going to these showcases and stuff like that are just money grabs more now than what they've said in the past. And, you know, do, do players come out of it? We've seen it. But realistically, I mean, we watch, I watch these guys evaluate that go to these things. They're sitting there waiting for their check, man. Yeah. That's, a, and that's, that's the part that, that's the part that just drives me absolutely nuts. They want to talk. They want to sit there, give me a sandwich, give me a water, you know, instead of doing your job. I'll tell you, and, and, and he's probably going to punch me in the head for saying this, but one, one of the best evaluators I've ever seen, two guys in my life, two guys, Right. One was a guy by the name of Dick Bowie that signed me. Dick Bowie would show up at the University of Maryland before we were even coming out on the field. He'd be sitting in the stands. Right. And then he would lock in and he would watch every movement from how you warmed up, to how you threw to whether you threw your bat, everything, go through the whole freaking program. And um, game over, leave. Next day, be back again. The other guy that's out there that does it the same way. And I watch how other scouts have been around him is they don't necessarily go near him too much is because he's working all the time, right? Not because it's a social thing, and that's Gary Randall. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? So those are the people that, you know, <clears throat> that see the game, you know, 
the way it's supposed to be. And that's the ones that are trying to get the the opportunities to the right kids at the right time and not make, not make mistakes. I mean, yeah. there's nothing, nothing worse than a miss, you know, nothing worse than a miss. And that's that not only athletic ability that comes on attitude, oh, right. 100%. comes on schoolwork, comes on family. You know, it's, you know, I, you know, I've, I've told college coaches in the past, like this kid is talented, dude. He can play no doubt about it. I'll put my stamp all over his talent all day long. You want to manage the personality, the family, the financial, any of that, you know, the schoolwork, boom, that's on you. I'll put my stamp over here. That's right. I'm not putting a, I'm not putting a five star on this kid. Not happening. And those are the other pieces. Those are the five stars, you know, like it comes, it comes with, is he athletic? Does he have a good family? Can they handle the money? Will he go to class? Will he stay out of trouble? Right. You know, I think you got to buy in, right? You got to, I mean, the full buy in, I mean, especially when you're referring like, you know, we like, you know, Shafe, you and I do is like we for a lot of kids and, yeah. and you know, we got to make sure that everything checks out all the pedigree, not just how he hits, not, you yeah. know, you know, how is his grades? Who are his friends? Yeah. You know, you know, what does he do on a Friday night? You know, those are the things yeah. that are really important. What's because, his social media look like? Right. Social media. Exactly. Because yeah. what happens when he goes 300 miles away to school to by himself? You know, that that's when it you know really comes into fruition of what type of kid he's going to be and if he's going to be successful. Yeah. You know, so. Everything matters, right? And you're not putting your stamp on a kid that you feel, you know, maybe not ready for it. Parents need to listen and hear this part. You think because you paid to play that you have the you have the right to walk into a dugout travel showcase, youth Mm -hmm. baseball where you're coaching all that. And make a comment and tell the coach how to handle certain things, right? (laughs) You think you have that right. Okay. You really don't. But you, you know, you chose to put them there, whatever. But that's how it goes. It doesn't change, right? We're on a hamster wheel. You get rid of one, another one's coming. You get rid of one, you know, it's, it's going to keep coming. You think you're going to do that to a college coach? Not happening. Yeah. So, you know, gear up, buckle up, beware, and get down the line because they can see your body language as well as they can well, see, it, you know, your mouth yapping. It's, it's funny. You know, I asked that question, and you'll laugh at this, you know, um, you know, I was I was with a, a power five softball coach the other day, um, you know, very, you know, very high level coach, obviously. Um, and I asked him that I go, do you ever hear from parents, at, like, you know, at your level? Yeah. And they do. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you would think like I mean, when I was at Winthrop, you know, you're talking 1999 to 2002. No parents ever intervened or called or you know at least that i knew of but they do this they do it's it's amazing they think think because you're paying for the university that doesn't mean you're paying you know you know most of these guys are getting some type of scholarship from the university so you're actually getting paid to be there because if you weren't getting paid to be there you're going to have to pay to go somewhere else you know yeah but i mean it's just it, it just seems to be the uh everybody assumes it's their right to oh it's to, crazy to have something to say in disrespect and yeah, i give you I, I give you permission to punch me in the face if i ever do that as well. yeah okay. yeah <laughs> Mark it down. we're gonna egg you on hey go go say something to that guy todd <laughs> go mental go, thought go give him the business go give him the business it's just yeah it's crazy to me yeah. Well, so so much, man. Every every week is good, man. We appreciate yeah. coming out no, here. It's great. Uh, you one, know. one last thing though, before we end off. Um, top five MLB players as of right now. Wow. I mean, that's I keep going. that are active. You, Sorry, that are active. So your top five, my top five, your top five. Yeah. Okay. This well, number one is Otani. Okay. Sure. Okay. Can number number two for me is going to be Trey Turner. Okay. Okay. That's a good one, yeah. Um, three, uh, Real Muto. Okay. So okay. I'm, going, I'm kind of looking at kind sure. of kind of looking at positions right now. Oh, that's a good one. Um, four, I'm going to say is Arenado. Okay. Four on the right page. Um, yeah. Five. Five is tough, man. Five, you know, now you start to get into that. Five is five is tough. Um, Surprised you didn't mention one easy one. Yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not saying you think I'm going to say judge or something like no, that. No, 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 not no, not that. No, no, no. Um, fish. That? Yeah, oh. trout. I did say trout. Did no, I say trout? No, no, oh, oh, I thought, thought I said Otani <laughs> trout. Yeah, trout. Yeah, trout would definitely be it. No, I thought I yeah. said Otani trout. I mean, I'm locked in on to the last out bat yeah. of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, of the WBC. But yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, I think Turner is just electric. Yeah. I think he's he is he is the ultimate two side of the ball guy. Yeah. You know, shortstop, offensive threat. 
Um, Otani is just a freak of nature. Like yeah. he's built in a lab. He's Frankenstein. Yeah. You know, Trout is just consistently over all those years. Nobody better than Arenado. Right. Nobody better than Arenado. And I don't think there's a better catcher in the league than Ramudo right That's now. It. Ramudo's a good one. I, I didn't. I wouldn't even thought about that. I definitely, you know, Trout and Otani are my definitely at my yeah. list. I love Julio Rodriguez from mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Uh, I talk about up and coming. Someone that yep. kids can grab onto. He's he's oh he's he's amazing to watch. Um, I mean I I, I love uh, I love Acuna from from Atlanta. Just mm-hmm. you know you know obviously I you know I work with Blast. We uh, you know we measure swing analytics, and he has from just looking from a view far, he does not have good swing mechanics, right? He's just so good. Yeah. His hand-eye coordination, athleticism, just overtake anything that we look at on paper. I mean, it's just amazing, his physical abilities. Um, you know, it's not he's not there yet, obviously, um, but he's going to be there. You mentioned a catcher, so I'm going to mention a catcher, is Adley Rutschman from yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. I think he's going to be one of the yeah. – not just a great catcher, which he is. I think he's going to be one too. of the be- – He's gonna be one of the best hitters in baseball yeah. too. He's yeah. gonna be like a Buster Posey type player, um, I think. And uh, and I got to give a shout out to my guy Seegs. Uh, I love Corey Seager. <laughs> got to give a shout fair, out to him. Fair, yeah. I I think it's a little bit past him, you know. Uh, I think if you get to put him up against Trey Turner, see, I think defensively, probably Turner might be there, but I yeah. think offensively, I mean, if you you know, I, I just. I think Seager. I'm not for, saying he's not like in no, the top no, no. ten. Yeah, of course, not of in the course. top ten. Yeah, you know, I'm, but I'm just, probably a little you know. overzealous on that pick, but yeah. I mean, he's. I just love watching him hit. I mean, it's just. So if you had, man. if you had to pick a, no, I'm not even going to put you in the spot. Okay, go, <laughs> I'm not go, even going to put you on the go. spot. No, if you had to take a show sub, you had two choices right now. Okay. Yeah, right now I would say, uh, yeah, I mean, right now probably all around Turner's probably. Right. Probably yeah, the best. Right. Yeah, I would say so. I would, I, you know, and and if you only had a choice and Arenado wasn't in the mix, I would take Corey and put him in third. Yeah, I think uh, probably eventually he'll yeah. end up. He there. could end up at first too. Yeah, you know? I mean his bat just plays so well. Um, his plane is unbelievable. Talk yeah. about sports and, shorts. And, and and his and his yeah. his rotation is just oh, it, it's gorgeous, it, man. It, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. tremendous, yeah. Tre- tremendous. I will say though, since we're on uh, New York, New Jersey. Um, Big fan of Anthony Volpe, the rookie yeah, for the Yankees. Yeah. He's going to be, be a star. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. So, so yeah, was, excited um, to watch him. Jordan Walker. Oh, Jordan Walker. Dude, yep. Freaking, special. Yeah. Special. Yeah, this 100%. is the conversation they had about me on April 7th in 1989. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Schaefer guy. Listen, so everybody knows, like, all big leagues are not equal. Yeah. Schaefer all big leagues are not. That's yeah. <laughs> Give Schaefer 24. No, you know what? Give Griffey the bigger number. Give Schaefer the two. <laughs> that's right. He needs the two. He needs to be. That's right. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's man. great. That's great. So, Andrew, um, we got a big summer coming up with yeah. USA Baseball, dude. We're uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think we've uh, we're gonna see some talent. Yeah, uh, I, I love the fact that you know we've grinded through this for years. When they started it, it was, I mean, we we dealt with a sure. lot of negativity along the way. Lot, sure. Now everybody wants to play in the high school championship. Everybody wants to play in the championships. Everybody wants to do all this other stuff with USA Baseball. So you don't you necessarily hear the chirping. The piece that's unfortunate is that. A lot of these big organizations have really good players mm-hmm. that won't let them leave to do something. They think wow. that they think it, that's the point of entitlement. Go earn your spot. Yeah, you know. I mean, when I got to Maryland, nobody saw me coming. Had no idea who I was. Right? We, anybody goes to college, they have no idea who's coming, and then you find out. That's right. You know, you got to get in those environments. But no, you know, I, I I got a guy ask me. I got a guy text me. An agent texted me about trying to get a kid on a national team. He's he's aged out. 2025 right as as far as in ntis mm. yeah so he, he's aged out but he's like you know dude he's the best catcher in like like how do you know this right how do you All know right. that he's All the right. best catcher anywhere i mean right. there's no real I, I love when kids get they get ranked not yeah. rated i'm a i'm a raider right i'm saying okay That's right seager and trey turner in the, the a plus category right it's who you want to choose Okay. That's right. They're both A pluses. Then they get you B pluses and mm-hmm. you get whatever. Not Trey Turner is the greatest. He's my best right now. He's not your best, right? right. But but I'm telling you right. what, if, if you told me you can't have Turner, you got to take Seager, I'm not going to go cry. I'm going to be pretty right. unhappy. Right. No, 100%. But they, these, these organizations want to run around and they want to they rank players. He's number one. He's number I two. Know. This team's number one, number two. Either you play in the big leagues, triple A, double A, A ball, rookie ball. 
it's where it is. He's still trying to chase championships. That's right. It's like going on the golf course. You know, I got I got to give him strokes every time we go out and play. <laughs> every time I got to give him strokes, just so it's competitive. Because I get bored if I <laughs> what don't. Did you, you gave me what fifteen? I get, like yeah, I, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, wow. yeah, he 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 can't hit. He's he's horrible. He should start swinging left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's right. great. Well, Todd, great. man, good thank stuff. you again, brother. Safe. Always, good. always, always fun. Good. Yep. Andrew, yep. you're the best. I'm proud of you. Only on Friday. I'm, so I've I've, I've I've developed him too. You know, yes, you have. Turned into a hell of an executive. That's right. That's right. <laughs> when you look back at at all the players that you've uh, you've coached, you look at Andrew. He, and say, listen, this is my my greatest. If they said, I, I want to make a set of baseball cards that we post on social media, <laughs> and it's going to be, you know, your first card. The one one is always something right. special, right? The first pick in the draft, first player, first pick. Yeah. One one. <clears throat> He's my one one. Yeah. Say one one. How we real, we real about baseball that. wise? No, oh. dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to Shave Baseball Report. We'll be awesome. doing this again next Friday. And I don't know who we're bringing on, but we'll figure it out the night before. Yep. We always do. All right, everybody. Thank you. Peace out.